I want to go straight into the word of God just for uh, this morning. I'm not preaching, you know, like a full sermon. I'm just exhorting us. And um, we're going to go into a time of prayer. We're going to lead the, the couples in the house to reaffirm their, their vows. And we're going to take um, a music ministration. It will be a time to dance and, you know, and all that. It promises to be a great time this morning. But for the next 20 minutes, I want you to give me your rapt attention. And if you're at home, uh, please put distractions away from you as we go into the word of God right. And I want to join me in your Bibles in John chapter 2. John chapter 2, I'll be reading from verse 1 to 10. I've titled this a brief exhortation, Fill the Water Pots. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say, Fill the Water Pots. Glory be to Jesus. John chapter 2, and I'll read from verse 1. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It's a bit of a long reading, and I want you to follow me very carefully. It's a story that we are all familiar with. We've preached from this story many times, uh, but uh, God keeps giving many inspirations from this story that I believe we need to live by all the time. The story of the wedding at Cana of Galilee, John chapter 2 from verse 1. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. So Jesus was invited. His disciples also were invited. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother invariably said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. His mother disregarded what he said and said, servants, pay attention to his instructions. He will give you instructions, pay attention to his instructions. Verse 6, now there were, there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of the purification of the Jews, containing 20 and 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the, the water knew the master of the feast called the bridegroom and he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine and when the guests have been well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. You have kept the good wine until now. I want you to let me look at uh, anyone around you, especially if they look like they're married. Tell them, keep the good wine. Uh, praise God. It's good to keep the good wine till the last. Life, like we say, usually will obey the law of entropy. As a science student in physics, I was taught the law of entropy. In my engineering class, also in, in university, I also encountered entropy. And... Um, there are so many formulas around it that help us to do our work as engineers. Entropy simply speaks to the fact that 
things will always move from stability to instability, from good to bad. It looks like that's how our world is configured. So, if you put, whether it's a piece of clothing, a piece of paper, a piece of anything in a room, on a table, and just leave it there for a long time, what happens is that over a period of time, without anybody doing anything to it, it starts to degenerate. So a piece of paper that you kept somewhere for a few years that was white after a period of time will become brown. And after a period of time, you may not even be able to say this is the color because it starts to degenerate. That's how our world is configured. Yeah. So, but we need to understand this, that when it comes to marriage, our marriages are not supposed to move from good to bad. Things are supposed to get better as we go on in our homes. But one or two things are responsible when things start to go bad instead of them becoming better. A few things may be responsible. One of the things I want us to pay attention to this morning as we explore this, uh, this simple topic of fill the water pot, like we saw in the, 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 the story of wedding at the Canal of Galilee, is that it's always important for us to be aware of where we are in our marriages, to be honest about where you are. You have to be aware that your wine is as run out or is running out. That something has changed. A lot of the time, people live without any sense of self-awareness. The marriage is just on autopilot, just going. And it's drifting. It's drifting in a particular direction. It's drifting in a direction of dryness. It's drifting in a direction where there's no more intoxication. Marriage is not designed to run purely on water, but on wine. It's supposed to be an intoxicating experience. Something, uh, you know, you know, I often ask that kind of question, but I don't want to ask this morning. Uh, how many drunkards are in the house? This is a Muslim service. <laughs> but for retired drunkards that are in the house, you will understand, because <laughs> I expect you to be retired, you know. Yeah. You will understand that um, there are levels in shocking. Yeah. You, you have different levels. Uh, there's 7% and there's 14%. Yeah. There's 17%. And then you have spirit. <laughs> you know, even when you see the places where they sell, they write things like liquor, wines, and spirit. <laughs> they try to, to qualify them so that you know what you're getting into. Yeah. You cannot encounter a spirit and remain the same. Yeah. <laughs> you see, the people who understand are clapping. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> you know, when you encounter real spirit in a bottle, 
It doesn't leave you the same. It does something to you. Marriage is supposed to be an experience that is intoxicating. I was speaking to singles uh, last night at the Saturday service. And, you know, I took some things from this message just to exhort them also. To, to, to the end that many singles, and singles in the service this morning, please listen to me. Many singles see marriage only from the romantic point of view, from the intoxicating point of view. To the end that some may not even be able to commit to any serious relationship except they are drunk with the relationship. So the guy is calling or the guy says, I'm going to call you at 4 p.m. He tell everybody, no, 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 no. You know, boo is calling at 4. You know, so no, 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 nobody should disturb me. You know, the phone rings and then you rush to the phone and it's not the one saying, what is it? Let it ring away, job. Don't, don't, don't disturb real call. You, you, you hand down one because another call is supposed to enter. Yeah. You know, because there's butterfly in your stomach, you, you have this feeling, you want to hear their voice, you know, you clear your truth before you pick the call. <clears throat> Hi, babe. You are the same person that has been talking anyhow before now. Yeah. It's that effect. And, you know, I just realized that a lot of the time, that's the only thing that people look out for in marriage. Marriage runs on a lot of that, but we also need to realize that marriage is not only about that. It's not only about that. So marriage is not designed to run purely on water, but on wine. But there's a bit of marriage that has to do with water. Because without the water, there will be nothing to turn to wine. Somebody still with me this morning. So, but before you can turn water to wine, you have to become somebody who is willing to take instructions. Mary told the servant, he said, whatever he says to you to do, do it. Whatever he says to you to do, do it. Whatever he says to you to do, do it. Are you obeying divine instructions in your homes? Are you still seeking the face of God in your home? I know perhaps Jesus was invited to your wedding, but is he still a part of your marriage? What about his disciples? Yeah. Because some people, the last time they got any kind of counsel or read any kind of book or listen to any kind of good message on how to improve their home was when they were preparing for marriage. And 12 years in marriage, everything has gone south. Where about his disciples? What about them? Because the Bible talks about Jesus, talks about his disciples. If the marriage that came out of Galilee, if Jesus wasn't invited, the disciples were not invited, uh, the story would have been different. It would have been water all the way. There wouldn't have been the miracle of wine. And we need to position our marriages in such a way that from time to time, we fill the water pot, we enjoy some wine, and before the wine runs out, we make sure that the water pot is never empty. It's never empty. It's never empty. Some people think that romance and intoxication in marriage, you know, and the fire of romance and all that, will always be there. No fire burns forever. Have you ever seen a, any fire that burns forever? Yeah. There was fire in Redding this year. There was fire around California almost every year. Bushfire, you know, and all that. They, those are heavy con, con, conflagrations, but it never lasts forever. There's no fire that lasts forever. 
You have to stoke it. You have to fuel it. You have to do something if you want it to continue to burn. Yeah. You have to do something to it. You have to take responsibility. You know, just do something to it. Jesus told them to take responsibility for filling the empty water pots before he produced, you know, the wine that he wanted. All of us need to take responsibility. If you're single and you're listening to me right now, uh, um, you can get the message I preached last night, but the, your water pots are different. Uh, you know, different from what I'm talking about this morning. Yeah. You, you, you need to understand that there's, that there's a water pot of, of building the right values, water pot of purpose for a single person that you continue to feel. Yeah. That you have to continue to feel if you're going to get wine when you get into marriage. A single person that is not focused on discovering my own purpose right now will get into marriage, will become a disillusioned person. You don't know where you are going. You don't know what you want to do with your life. Because you have refused to fill that water pot whilst you're preparing for marriage. Talking about filling water pots, uh, there was a story that I read a few years ago about a man whose marriage had become completely, they had completely run out of wine. You know what happens when people, when there was, there's no more wine? The interpretation for the average couple is that we no longer love each other. I don't love him again. Because I don't feel the way I used to feel. But what we don't understand is that love is not essentially about feeling. Love is about commitment. Yeah. It's not about feeling. The moment we don't feel the way we used to feel, we feel the marriage is over. You know, I don't feel that thing again. Everything is dry. And if you're like me, you love to complain. Thank God I'm not a lawyer. It would have been a lot of problems. Because I would have known too much law and I'll create a problem. Because naturally, I don't like it when things are not working. Yeah. I love to make things work. <laughs> And I like to complain. <laughs> Thank God for grace and maturity. A lot of maturity. Yeah, a lot of maturity. At a point when I started to work and people, I mean, I started to have people work under me, I realized that if I continue to go like this, I'll be a bad leader, a slave driver. Yeah. When I get to work mode, I don't, don't give me any fun. I don't like fun. Straight face, do your work, get things done. At the point, I was working somewhere once, and one day, three people approached me and said, how come you don't smile in the morning? And you know, I was very naive. You know my answer to them? I said, because money is for work. <laughs> and they look at me like, this guy is beside himself. You don't even understand what we're talking about. <laughs> Life should not be only about work. <laughs> and then I got to him that day. I thought about what they said again and again. I was like, ah, three people in one day. Something must be wrong with you. <laughs> I had to learn how to smile in the morning. Yeah. How to take it easy. Even though it's morning time, it's work time, take it easy. Smile at people. Greet people. Yeah. I used to just drive to work, park my car. If you greet me, I won't even answer you. <laughs> because there are too many things on my mind that I want to resolve. Yeah. But thank God I'm mature. <laughs> so, uh, uh, there was this story of this, this young man who got to that point in his marriage and went to meet a lawyer and said, I want a divorce. Yeah. This marriage is over. Nothing is working. 
it's bickering all the time, fighting all the time, you know, and before I kill somebody, I just want to go out. Let's, let's end the marriage. And the man said, okay. Uh, how long has this been going on? He said, oh, it's over a year now. We, for almost two years, there's been no peace in this marriage. And I think I've tried. So the lawyer said, no problem. I'm going to start the process. It's going to take us maybe a couple of months. But you have to build your case. Yeah, you have to build your case. And how I wanted to build your case is that I want you to change your behavior towards your wife. So you'll be nice to her so that we will document how you have been nice and she has been bad. Because these are all the things I will need to file my case and present my case in court. So that the moment we put all the evidence on the table, there will be no argument. Your divorce will be very smooth, very fast. And say, oh, that's a good plan. So he said, I'll send you an email detailing all the things that you need to start doing. And then you'll be sending me the responses so I can put everything together. The man said, okay. So he told the guy, he said, you know what? Before you go to work in the morning, you have to say sweet things to your wife. Give her a peck, auger, and go. And then you will notice what happens during the day. You let me know so that I can document it, that you've done your part, but, you know, said, when is her birthday? Say, her birthday is next month. Okay, good. It's first within our first 60 days. So, you buy, fantastic, take all the pictures, everything, please send it to me. I want to document it, yeah, so that I can use that as an evidence in court. The guy said, yes, sir. You know, so the guy went, bought fantastic gift, bought flowers and everything, you know, took all the pictures, gave to his wife, you know. Cut the long story short, this guy started to do all the things that the lawyer said he should do in a bid to build an evidence. And the lawyer said, our next meeting is going to be in about 30 days, so you come and give me your report. By the time he went back to the lawyer, sat across the table, uh, so the lawyer said, so how's everything been going? I've seen your emails, I've seen all the evidences. Um, the guy said, yeah, uh, the only issue is that uh, she's changing. <laughs> I don't have much of negative responses to file. So if you can see that I've not been sending emails. Yeah, she used to push me, she used to do this. Uh, but now, you know, when she saw the gift, she just smiled. And she said, thank you. Before, she would throw some things at me. But now she said, thank you. So when I started pecking her before I leave home in the morning, initially she was Steve, but now she's enjoying it. <laughs> you know? So the, 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 the guy said all that, and the lawyer looked at him and said, what you don't know is that I'm not just a lawyer, I'm also a Christian counselor. Yeah. I knew that you were just too much in a hurry to hang this, and I wanted to prove to you that if you would do your part and fill your water pots, Wine will return into your home. Do you still want a divorce? The guy said no. <laughs> the lawyer asked, do you still want a divorce? The guy said no. He said, okay, don't worry. I will not bill you <laughs> for the last 30 days. It's my gift to your marriage. You can go home. <laughs> a wonderful story that attests to the fact that when we do our part, especially in those non-intoxicating, non-romantic aspects of marriage, what 
starts to happen is that we are filling the water pots. And then we give God something to turn to wine. The olden days, you know, in the olden day Jew, Jew, Jewish land, a lot of the water pots that you find around are for, you know, purification, they're for washing and all that. You remember when Jesus washed the feet of his disciples? The average middle class person don't only have a doorkeeper that will open the door for people, they also wash people's feet. What Jesus was trying to demonstrate there is that I can become like the servant and wash your feet. That presupposes that when you have water pots at the door of the house, it's actually for service, for raw service, for practical things. This is where desert regions, where people, you know, walk around in sandals and slippers, and then they get to the house. One of the ways you show that you are maybe okay enough is to be able to render that service for them. The water pot will be there, the tower will be there. Some will have servants who will wipe the feet of the people before they come in. It's in the mundane things, the daily mundane things of life that we engage in doing for one another that we fetch water into our pots, into the water pot. And we give God something that it can turn to wine. Glory be to Jesus. I said glory be to Jesus. So the six water pots that are important for you to continually feel in marriage, I talk about responsibility, Kindness, security, respect, communication, friendship. These are very important water pots that need to be filled from time to time. None of them really look intoxicating because there's no flower there. Yeah, there's no, you know, all those things. But when you show kindness, when you respect a woman or respect a man, Make him feel like a man. Speak kind words to him. When you give a woman a sense, of res- a, a sense of security, that you want to take responsibility for the things that matter, that her children will be okay, that she will be okay, and that you love them. And those things are demonstrated practically. Sometimes you have to demonstrate it by driving around the city of Lagos in traffic, bad traffic on a Saturday. Carrying a child from one place to the other. Going to pick a woman's dress for her. <laughs> yeah. That's how we demonstrate these things. Those are the water pots. They're not fun. How many of you have fetched water before? Whether from a well or from a tank. They're not fun things. Marriage is driven largely by non-fun things. That are done out of a sense of responsibility. Of, you know, of kindness. Of building friendship. A lot of us, we do things for our friends that we're not doing in our marriages. And we wonder why the marriage is not intoxicating. You wonder why you want to hang out with the friends and you are always having fun together, but you get home because you, you, you do a lot of things for them that you're not even doing in your own home, that you're not doing to your spouse. Yeah. Some people, their spouses will call them on the phone. Hey, babe, where are you? Say, I'm, I'm, I'll be home soon. And then somebody else calls you and says, where are you? He said, I, I'm just leaving work. Yeah, can, you, can you branch, you know, article A club? I just need to bounce something off you. And say, okay, okay, I'll be there. Meanwhile, your spouse called you. And say, I'll be home. I'll be home. That home means if I come at 1 a.m., it's okay. Why are you disturbing me? But somebody else comes. And like that, somebody else will call you. They get all your attention. 
Your spouse has zero attention. That's the water port that is empty right there. Completely empty. Completely empty. Before Jesus performed the miracle, he said, fill the water port. The Bible says they filled it to the brim. Yeah, to the brim. They filled it to the brim. And it was when all the six water pots have been filled to the brim that he said, take some of it and see whether it will not result into shaking. To shake you. Yeah. Take it to the MC. Take it. Yeah. Lastly today, which of your water pots are empty? Which of your water pots are empty? That's one question that you need to answer. As we exchange our vows this morning for all the couples in the house, I want you to go home thinking about the water pots that are empty. So that as you reaffirm your vows, you are reaffirming that I'm going to keep filling this water pot. Yeah. I'm going to keep filling this water pot. I'm going to commit to, you know, not just the only the intoxicating experience, but the mundane things that will lead to that experience. So God's instructions are often simple and practical and they work, you know, with natural laws. When you do your part, God will do his part. I want us to obey divine instruction. Obey the, the divine instruction. Obey divine instructions that God will give us. Somebody here, God will say, stop reacting like that to your spouse. Pay more attention. Pay attention to friendship. Pay attention to this. Yeah. Somebody, God will remind you that you have not bought a gift for your spouse in a long time. In a long time. In fact, in the longest time. Yeah. You know, when we talk about gifts, a lot of the time, ladies are always expecting to be on the receiving hands. Yeah. This morning, I want to hold before my brothers. Yeah. 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 When I say you haven't bought a gift in a long time, a long time, ladies, that's the water pot that you need to fill. Yeah. A lot of the men here want to feel like they're still cherished and loved. With a simple gift. Yeah. Simple gift. Let me give you an idea. If your spouse loves any soccer team in the premiership, just buy them the jersey of the team. Yeah. Instead of complaining about them watch, watching the premiership, buy the jersey to encourage. Unless <laughs> you say to encourage the vocation, I remember it's not a vocation, <laughs> it's extracurricular activity. Yeah, to encourage that extracurricular activity. To show that you are interested in what they are interested in. And you'll see something start to change. And it's vice versa. Vice versa. Let's show interest in what interests each other. Let's go in faith. And keep filling the water pots. People ask, when did the water change to wine? It's a great question. I'd love to end on that this morning. Water will always change to wine when your obedience becomes your focus and not what you are carrying. Yeah. When obedience becomes the focus and not what you are carrying. When I'm not only complaining about, you know, I paid all the bills and this woman is refusing to respect me. Maybe if I stop paying the bills, she will realize how important I am. Yeah. Fill the water pot. Pay the bills. Do your part. They carry 
the water and as between fetching it from the water pot to getting to the chairman of the ceremony, the water turned to wine. Every step contributed to the miracle. Every step. Every step contributed to the miracle. The MC or the chairman of the occasion will not come and meet you beside the water pot. It's one thing to fill the water pot. It's another thing to carry it to the end. Because some people are giving up already. And you need to understand. Your job is not done when you fill the water pot. Your job is seriously done when you pay attention and you carry it to the end. It was water when it was being scooped. But by the time it got to the hand of the important guy, it became wine. Every step matters. Every step that we take is important. Can you hear me tell your neighbor this morning, keep taking those steps. Don't stop. God wants to use you to turn around your marriage in the precious name of Jesus. And for all the singles in the house this morning, it's time for you to fill your water pots as you prepare to get married. Yeah, fill your own water pots also. The water pots of diligence, the water pots of taking responsibility, the water pots of, you know, of purpose, of paying attention to yourself, your, your, your physical self, your mental self, paying, investing in your mental capacity, investing in your emotional capacity, because marriage would demand seriously from you, emotionally and mentally. And if you don't want to be somebody loaded with negative emotions all the time, you have to prepare. Yeah, this is for singles. Yeah. You have to prepare. That's your water pot. You have to prepare. For singles, you have to prepare. You have to build your spiritual life when you are still single. Because marriage will demand on you spiritually. Place a demand on you spiritually. Yeah. If you don't know how to pray as a single person, fill that water pot now before marriage comes. Because marriage will demand some prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Marriage will demand some prayer. And you have to build your prayer altar while you have the opportunity. Praise God. Let's bow down our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you this morning for your word and for the blessing of today. We do all that we do in this service today in obedience to your